Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. We have got coming up with us uh, guest Gerardo Velez. He, legendary percussionist, played on Woodstock. And we started with a different intro. Welcome, everybody. This is kind of an kind of an interesting one. We are we are waiting for our guest. He is, and we are checking with him. So hopefully we will be able to get Gerardo in here. If not, we will get him rescheduled. But until the meantime, this is just going to be a free for all. Everybody, ask your host. <laughs> ask your host a question. What do we like? What is Austin wearing right now? I'm so sorry. Why, why ask, is, ask any questions? Right yeah. Now. Why is Chris behind his his window there all the time? What is he doing behind that screen? I and can't believe and why? Yeah, and why does Mark continuously punish himself by coming and being on the show with us? With us Absolutely. three. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So for, for, first of all, I, I like how, like with Jimmy Blue, you know, he has he has some facial hair, but you know, most of the time I get <laughs> suckered into doing these shows. It, it's with guys. W- w- with beards or you know so i'm left out or i'm paired with like Catherine or some lady yeah that's that's true and um chastity's question what fragrance are you guys wearing i am wearing old spice old spice old spice um it's it's the oh i can't even think what it's like it's their tropical Tropical. He, he uh, you know, would it's wear like, old spice. You know, you really don't know how I'm old. It is like we do. Yeah, no, it's, you know. <laughs> and then I, I got the beard. Hey, hey, it's a tropical smell. No, Axe, we're not teenagers. We don't wear that Axe spray. <laughs> that shows you how dedicated I was. But this whole argument is, I played the outro, didn't give a shit what was playing, and then at the last second, I'm like, oh, that was the outro. <laughs> I know. That's that's, that's that's why I opened it up. We played a whole nother intro. This is just a whole random thing. I was like, damn, that sounds so familiar. <laughs> Yes. So Austin, Austin's Austin's fragrance right now is truck grease. Mine uh, is yeah. savage. Mine is California Pizza Kitchen um, <laughs> barbecue pizza. It's really good. Hey, get in here, Mark. It. What do you have on right now, Mark? Nothing. <laughs> I hope we're talking fragrance. You know, not, not clothing. No, the uh, oh, yeah. If I get another one of those. Uh, uh, telemarketers calling. I stand up and you know, find out if I'm wearing pants or not. <laughs> That's what we should do. Uh, what, should uh, have... uh, what difference does it make if the septic tank's broken? Just everything just stinks. Uh, who, who cares? We need to have a telemarketer call Mark, and we just need to have a conversation <laughs> on the no. air. We need to have the bird. We need to make the bird recite. I'm calling about your extended car warranty. Yeah, that's right. And then I'm I'm wearing one of my favorite T-shirts, the Derek Zoolander Center for Kids Who Can't Read Good. And he's naked from the waist down. Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm, I've got oh! shorts on. What are you talking about? <laughs> There's shorts. What? I'm wearing khakis. Jake from oh. State Farm. <laughs> I, I woke up this morning and it was like... Uh, Inch of snow. That's crazy. It was snowing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. and we got a, a freeze warning tonight. I, I mean, uh, 
okay, it's what uh, a week or so away from being May, and it's still snowing. Where is yes. Greta? Please, <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, no. <laughs> come here on, on on the Beard Show. Here, I, I, she I'm was talking be- about something now, and it, the radio station locally was talking about. She's talking about. Oh, what is she talking about now? Something that she has no idea what she's talking about. Greta. No, no, I'm just saying. She she would be another guest uh, that I I could be paired with, you know, since since she doesn't have a beard. And uh, just explain to me. uh, We're showing up hairstyles, Chris. Yeah, the the, the groundhog. (laughs) What is it? Was about three months, three weeks, or under, and I thought off, and it so it, it's almost May, and it's still snowing. The so gra- uh, explain to me how global warming is still going on, plus the uh, midwestern uh, <laughs> freeze warnings. You know, you get the little crops uh, you know, that are being uh, threatened. I think uh-huh. the I think the groundhog is getting old. And he needs to retire. Cause he's three, he's three month, three weeks late. Alex, um, we don't speak Spanish. At, at least a month. He he, he said at sure? uh, ¿Cómo está? <laughs> on uh, I was February second that winter's gonna linger for six more weeks. You know, it's about mid April. Uh, so you know we're five six weeks so beyond that saying, point. What you're saying is when we get our first hurricane, you're gonna get in your Actual first day of spring. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Did she say she grew a beard, but she let it go? Yeah. No, she get <laughs> can't grow a beard. Yeah, you can. You get yeah. some, um, you know, some peppermint oil, and you have all little sprouts up under the chin. So go, each uh, each one of your little sprouts smells like a candy cane because you keep rubbing peppermint oil all over yourself. You just got these, <laughs> these, these straggly, like Cthulhu hairs. Yeah, ch- uh, uh, Ch- Chastity said she's uh, trying to grow a beard. I'm just, like, she she can take my place. You know, I just give her some talking points. That's the best my beard's actually looked in a long time, and I didn't do anything to it. <laughs> yeah, that's. On. Yeah, no, that was the thing. Like everybody, for anybody that's always seen the hats, this is what actually goes on underneath the hat. See, there's there's lo- there's loss of hey, everything. Everything come you know is is headed headed south. There's there's no foliage on the north end anymore. So it's just easier to just keep it keep it keep it clean shaven. So, but you know, for the sake of cameras and you know bright reflections, we have to go keep that. Yeah. So that's why, but yeah. So everybody, like I said, if we're, we just plan, I just kind of just free for all. You guys ask us any question you want. We will, we will ask, ask it within reason, you know, cause we got to, we try not to get an NC 17 rating. Yeah. <laughs> yes. or, or, uh, yeah. All we have to do is just uh, say, Something that contradicts Fauci, and we'll just get uh, they just get knocked <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah just taken yeah. off uh, YouTube and everything else. Uh, yeah, there there are multiple ways that we can get this show uh, uh, quick, quickly pulled off the air. I yeah. had really healthy dinner tonight, Chastity. I had two of two of those really healthy chicken breaded chicken patties. 
and I microwaved those for a second and then threw them in my air fryer to get them kind of crispy. And then I proceeded to put a little mustard over there, and that's what I had before the show. <laughs> yeah, Justin, so you got born with Jimmy? Jimmy. Yeah, so that was, that was, my, that was my meal. The only healthy, healthy thing about my pizza was came from California Pizza Kitchen. Exclusively yes. at Publix. I think I made uh, that's probably Walmart too, but I don't have Walmart. So, yep, yeah, that's that, that yeah, sounds- Justin. That was an amazing show that we had on, you know, you know, Jimmy Hendrix. That was a really good um, with Jimmy Blue. That was a fantastic show. So, but yeah, it's no, it's Chris. What'd you have for dinner? Did you say I had a bag of beef jerky on the way home, and then I had three pieces of pizza with some vinegar gummies. Dinner. Vinegar gummies. That doesn't even sound good. They're good. They're um. They they help regulate the stomach and the fiber oh, no. and the vi- Oh, look at the puppy. Are you talking like apple cider and vinegar gummies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I'm just thinking like white distilled Heinz vinegar. You're just you know in the gummy form. Like you're just they just make it in like some garbage you know garbage pail kid shape. You know to have like that. And it's just vinegar flavored. <laughs> you're just choking it down. Oh. <laughs> So, has Mark, anybody? How about you? Oh, look at that puppy! Hey. Has look anybody seen American Horror Story? I've seen a couple episodes. Okay. Yeah, that's, I've seen a couple too. That's... that's how we named this dog. We have some funny names for our dogs, but she's two faced. She has white and then like the patches. So, if you haven't watched it, it's kind of hard to explain. Well, what, um, kind, what kind of dog is she? She is a Catahoula. I have that Catahoula. He's got a zoo. A Catahoula over there. Um, the biggest one is our Pitbull. I think it's a Pitbull. And then we have a mix. I think she's, we think she's part Greyhound, more like racing dog because she, all she does is run. And then we have a Pitbull, a Bulldog, American Bulldog, and another Catahoula. <laughs> and how many cats? And how many birds? I don't, know. I don't know. That's, that her sister can't keep the cats. I lost track. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm a little bit more concerned about Max Hawthorne's pets. The two Siberian tigers that he keeps in his office. Yeah. Um, plus, you know, the dinosaur stuff. I, you know, who, who knows you know, what's not showing up on, you know, what he has on that wall. If the, cat, if the cat eat the rare tooth that he's got, that oh he's no, the cat the cat yeah. just wants to do the springboard <laughs> off the TV, the you know TV onto the display case of the fossils. <laughs> yeah, yeah my, my dogs I think are, um, are some of the more stranger ones. Um, it's you know, Finnegan, you know, old Finn there. His his actual name is FN two one eight seven. That's his actual. You know, so anybody Star Wars fans out there would know that. You know, that's that. That was from the new ones, you know. So he's FN two eighty seven, and then Willie is Liber- Liberty Labradoodles Willamette. Huh. It's his actual, is his actual name, but it's so his his name is they're named after his litter was named after rivers in Oregon, and one was a Willamette River, and so he's his actual name is Willamette. That's, I have the weird, I have the weirdest cat that goes in the cupboard and steals stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think that's most cats actually. Going to uh, Harlan. Um, the but, puppy you just saw, her name, and going back to April 2, American Horror Story, her name is Bet and Dot. And that was from Freak Show with the character that played the twin sisters because she has two faces. Um, hmm. well, we have different variety of names. Um, our other one is her name is Gaia Keller. <laughs> we named her Keller because she's deaf and blind, if you can reference what that means. So, yeah, we call her Keller. 
Uh, Keller Gaia, Q for Quintus, Bucky, Sepia, and um, Lycan. Yeah, the Lycan. Lycan. That's the, the American Little Bulldog. She's eating food, I think. She's not here right now. <laughs> like your owner, always eating. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, you just like you – know, Alex was asking about Mr. Blaze. Yeah, we're still waiting to hear. I mean, we may – we're going to have to reschedule him. So we've just kind of turned this into a free for all. Just ask us, you know, ask us questions, get to know your hosts. I mean, ask anything. What's our favorite, what's our favorite musical guest? What, you know, what do we like to do in our free time? Ask away. I mean, this is the time to find out the questions you've been wanting to know. About your just host. so mean. Now, are, you, are you talking about Cyborg the fighter? Cause that, yes. that's, uh, yeah, she, I think she, I think she'd break Matt, you know, myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, there was a guy I lost it. At, uh, Atlantis. Arlen. Yeah, we're we're a fan of everything. I mean, we have kind of hulas and pits, and that's really it. It's He's got a petting zoo. Don't let him lie yeah. to you. Oh no, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it is a it is a zoo over there. Chassis will talk about Atlantis, but I have no research done other than the fact that I wanted to visit one day. Atlantis, I'm the new hairstyle. Yeah. Yeah, you just got to learn how. To. Now, how did you all meet and decide to do a show? Teresa just asked that one. Okay, that's a, that's a that's an old. That's a God. We got to go way back in the way back machine. Like three years this ago. Is, yeah, this is prior to Mark. This is before Mark Eddy. So we're just we're gonna call this the BME, you know, period before Mark Eddy. Back in August, I just I went into work. Originally, I tried to do a show with uh, three other guys, and we just didn't really have like a show chemistry. What we did is it just wasn't really. But I really wanted to do a show. And so I just, at that, I think it was a few days later, um, went in and I just, I mentioned it to Chris in Austin. I'm like, you guys want to do a podcast? You know, just talk, we can talk about sports. We can talk about, you know, crazy topics, you know, conspiracy theories. We can talk about all this crazy stuff, you know. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And we, we all work in the same place. And so we just, we gelled. And it's, you know, I mean, the crazy part is we're, you know, I'm 46. He's going to be 36, and this youngin over here is 26. You know, so we're all 10 years apart. We're not. We won't make Mark answer that question unless he wants to. <laughs> I, I, I'm you know, kind of an odd number there, and it's just just, just like 36. with the uh, and not having a beard too. But but you know, just to. Uh, continue the discussion with Teresa. Uh, Dan did give me time off uh, to do you know, these two hours. So, I, Teresa, I, I'm not you know, charging you. you know, it's not <laughs> like you're going to pay me anyways for the digging. But you know, I ju just want to let you know that you know, Dan gave me permission to do these two shows. So I'm not... Uh, <laughs> Oh my God, Justin's, Justin's question. Did you see that one? All right, so we're a family. Who's the dad? Who's the mom? Who's the son? Who's the daughter? I'm the dad. I, I, unfortunately, I, well, it's, I think it's going to be like a single father type of thing. Austin's uh, a daughter. Don't let I'm about the daughter. <laughs> Austin's a daughter. He's got the long hair. Austin's a daughter. Good. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, going back to, uh, to how did you all meet, the fir my first day, you can tell, obviously, uh, Craig is the social person. We're all social here, but Craig's the host. But the first thing, Craig walks up to me, never met me, ever. goes, nice beard. And I'm like, 
that's weird, but okay, cool. <laughs> I had no idea. Craig is a little, is a little different. Let me interject. Me and Austin's both from the South, born and raised in the South. That's a little homo-ish here. You just don't walk up and be like, hey, you got a nice beard, buddy. You going to rub it? <laughs> I mean, they move a little different in Oregon, you know, but we still oh, yeah. love our Oregon brother, you know. And you Justin, know, Justin's got Justin's got some good questions. Uh, he's stepping up with these things. <laughs> I know, man. What is it, one piece of constructive criticism for each other? So here, let's 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 do this. Wait, it, I'll, I'll take the I'll take the heat first. You three, what what would you guys say about me? Constructive criticism. Hit me. Can you need to stop being so worrying? That's all. You know, stop worrying so much. You, Mark hit us up. You're like, I think he wants to charge us. I don't know what he wants. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but I don't know. I said, like, Craig. Huh? I remember that. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mark, what do you got for me? What do you got for me? Hit me. Hit me. <laughs> uh, um, I'm not going to say anything. Oh, come on. I I'll can take it. I'll refrain. No, um, no I'm, I'm very appreciative of the uh, chance to be – Hanging out with the three of you. And get Javier from time to time and Boone and some of the other get guests and guest hosts. I think Mine is pretty simple, you know, for both of them. Research. Oh, yeah. That's obvious. That's if I had to do that. But the, the can, Zodiac, I'm a Libra. No, I don't give this one. Oh, that's a favorite thing to do. Favorite thing to do. Mine is, I, it's, it's going to seem really, really, really exciting. Sit I like, on the couch at home. I like to be hang around with family, read a good book, and drink a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. That's that's actually, you know, my perfect world would be on the beach, like I said, lounge chairs, you know, cup of coffee or tea in my hand, you know, and just sit there and enjoying the surf. I mean, that would just be, you know, with the family. That that would be bliss for me. That's that's me. I'll just do this right here. I mean, if this doesn't say it, <laughs> I don't know what yeah, will. The fishing, yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> then, Chris, you? For who? That, what's your favorite thing to do? <clears throat> Not down. I got a lot of things to do. I mean, you know, I, Maybe that I mean, needs to be the criticism. Pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> Ride the motorcycle, uh, go to lodge meetings, do all type of stuff. I mean, but my favorite thing to do is get in the wind on the motorcycle. How about you, Mark? Um, I don't, doing these shows, <laughs> being live. That's fun. Read the comments too. It's funny. Yeah, yeah it's this one. Let's see what's the other. Like the uh, one on the zodiac signs. Zodiac. Yeah, I'm a Libra. Gemini. I'm the best sign in the world. I'm an Aquarius. You're unstable. <laughs> Very. Craig knows that. Every time I'm about to snap, you know my motto is I want to give everybody five. My motto is I want to give everybody five across the eyes. And Craig gave me that saying. Craig says, no, Chris, you can't give you can't give people five across the eyes. Everybody. Just knows. I, I want to fight everybody. Oh, God. I, want to, I don't want to skip people, but Justin's killing me. <laughs> would, would you rather snort fire ants or run naked backwards in a cornfield? I mean, I think I have why would you want to snort fire ants? What's I mean, again, me and Chris are from the South. I, I I would think running through a cornfield backwards is safer 
but I don't know. Hey, Josh, have you snorted fire ants before? Let me know how that worked yes. out. Yes, I think he has. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there I you do? go. Exactly. I, what? Can't trust them Gemini's. You're right. This is true. This is true. Hey, uh, and uh, speaking of uh, running through the uh, uh, cornfields, um, like, where'd you get the uh, shot of the uh, children of the corn uh, kid uh, going through the? Uh, that one. That one field? was. We'll dig in a little thing. It just that was our former partner Matt. He, he he came up with that for us and gave that to us and. For an intro, and I, I, what I could do is for it, Mark. I can also, I could ask him to see where he got that clip. I don't know if that was like something, uh, like you went yeah. out and like gra grabbed, so you know, one of the neighbor kids and said, Hey, put this black cloak on, and you know, we'll take you out to, to the cornfield and look freaky. Yeah, no, we, we try to stay away from freaky things. And I, <laughs> I, down here. Yeah, I am, I said. I am kind of that go with, you know, the balance thing. It's like if things are out of balance, I lose my mind. He does. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it, I am, I, things have got to be, I mean, it's just, oh. Kind of like the guests not showing up. I, I can, I can, before that used to be a tragedy. I mean, that would just, I would just be, I'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? <laughs> now we've got some people that, like I said, are commenting. It's, it makes it great. Now it's just not. We used, like, to uh, we used to have story we hour with Craig. We used to, we used to have to take <laughs> notos to stay away. Yeah, so, yes. this is the ancient ruins from Craig. We're going to read about them tonight, and we're going to tell you all about them. And me and Austin are sending memes back and forth. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, they're they're both laughing back and forth. As you, th you guys should have seen it behind the thing. I'm trying to stick to my notes, and these things are just going back and forth. I'm just like, oh my god. We send some. Yeah. We send me and Austin be sending memes back and forth, and Craig's just like, I can't look. I can't. You. I can't. You guys. I can't. I can't just. Look. Yeah. See, so, uh, the uh, guests cannot show up, and you know, four of us can still uh, pull off. Uh, okay. yeah, thirty, 30 minutes without any problem. Um, just yeah, and that's acting like well, idiots. You know, pr what? pretty much like we usually do during show prep, and it just kind of oh. carries over into the live show. And you know, we can uh, keep this going for another thirty minutes. Give uh, the Patriot uh, Radio listeners something else. Yeah. Two two quality hours, or, or, well, one hour of you know, some pretty interesting questions with uh, Jimmy Blue, and then you get a, a second hour of, uh, who knows what you, you would call this, but you know, uh, Chastity's responding to yeah, yeah. And this I like, like I said, it's just it's good Justin. Thing. It's a good thing that they like us, you know, or else, you know, we'd watch the same drop to zero, you know, our live viewers watch drop to zero. No, yeah. it's... Yeah, uh, but, Ter Teresa hasn't uh, uh, forced me to go back to digging. Yeah, I know. Justin, just behind me, scared the yeah. shit out of me. <laughs> Justin, if you came on the show, honestly, I would want to, like, that's the thing, like, with these guys, I like to know the backstory of people. I, I go like what was going on with the previous shows. It got boring because it was always the same questions. How do you like to train? So what do you like, to do? You like to do? When are you going to do this? And I it got never... so boring for me because I wasn't 
I wasn't somebody that knew the fine nuances of all the interconnection things. Like, like you, you've got all these behind the scenes stuff that you have people that are connected, like people that build the rings, build this, you know, build all the infrastructure. You got these stories and that's what I like. So I would want to know how you got in the business, what your favorite part of the business is, how you found a passion to be a filmographer, you know, go into filming, go into doing the videography work, doing stuff. That's what I would ask you myself. Well, First yeah, of all, just, Teresa yeah, says no. get back to work. Yes, we would fund a tram stamp, and I'll be there with you. And second of all, that Chris was one of our best <laughs> Justin, That's Justin. one of our best shows. When we, did, when we interviewed Justin and his girlfriend. Remember that while back when? That mm-hmm. was fun. That was like an hour and a half. You know? Yeah, Justin, yeah, we're, really. pl- we're plotting on how we can bring you on the payroll when we get rich so you can take amazing shots of us on the beach, you know, at our <laughs> meet and greets and stuff because you're the best cameraman in the world. And that's, Kiss you know, up. and that's kind of <laughs> how that, – I'd say for me, that's what I would do. Yeah. Then, yeah, Mark, go back to digging. That's awesome. Yeah. Keep... So, yeah, been... she, 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 yeah, she, she's still listening. So, yep. we're, we're not doing that bad of a job uh, j- just doing an impromptu show. I know we're running close to Julie's show. I was trying to Julie's and come on. <laughs> oh, shit, shit. Yeah, she's. And what, see, that's. She has yeah. uh, 50. Two yeah. minutes to, uh, you know, let her beard grow so that she she can keep keep her moniker of you know being the bearded lady from the circus. <laughs> yeah, and that's. Oh. <laughs> uh... Okay, no, so if anybody's got it, like, of course. Yeah, Justin. Yeah, Justin wants to do a promo. I think we need to bring him over with some drones. So when we go surf fishing again, he can show us where the fish are. Well, that, that, and if, you know, because we've talked about doing some of the stuff for the, you know, podcast, you know, like having something like that when we go fishing, you know, for that. So that would be a kind of cool to do that. Okay. So, 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 how do these, like, drones help you to find fish but you also have the fish finder with you know finding the depth of the fish now it's like drones and depth finders are going in two different directions so um what's the best way to find fish Oh, it's you're going. Don't, don't, ask, don't ask them. They went fishing last week, and they won't call it one fish. So well, no I, hey, I caught know. the baby shark. So. That, that was it. A baby <laughs> Beginner's shark. luck, baby. Yeah, oh. I caught the that death finder is when you go offshore because obviously you can't see anything, especially in Florida. You go on the east coast, and it just drops hundreds and hundreds of feet. So you need a death finder to find stuff. The fish, when I said the drones, because when we surf fish, we're only casting, what, 100 yards maybe? So it, it it's not that – it's like – 10 feet deep, so you can see yeah. the fish schools cool and stuff, you know, for that, yeah. so that would be... Uh, 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 what size uh, weight or, or sink are you using to get out that far, like, 3 ounce, 4 ounce? Yeah, it depends, mm-hmm. like, I get... I was using 4 and 5, and I thought it was too nope. much, but... Hey, everybody, guess what? We have Jerry joining us. I think we... I said, hopefully he's coming in here. So, well, he said, while well, he's getting connected here, we'll um, just let you know. Yeah, hey, Craig, if I, if oh, I log in the stream yard, can I see that question that Justin just asked? I know it wasn't a postable question. Can I look Which at one? It? Yeah, 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 absolutely. But yeah, no, I'm I was using three, uh, four, and then I started using three, and I gave Craig a two, a two ouncer, and he lost it. 
somehow I gave him a cheap rig, and he lost the weight in the water. So unfortunately, I, someone I flung on that it. thing clean off. Someone's uh, gonna step it. on it the next time they walk out in the water. <laughs> I'll see. I'll see you there, Justin. We're getting. We got him in. It's a, so we'll get. He's oh. he's getting in there. Oh, yeah. there we go. See the ceiling fan. Hi. Boom shakalaka, boys. Hey, how are you, sir? Sorry for the delay. No, that's that's good. Uh, yourselves. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So, everybody, let me introduce. There we go. Gerardo Velez, legendary percussionist from um, Starback. I mean, with this, you can go to GerardoVelez.com to get more information on him and what he's got coming up. There, you know, uh, just the first question I want to know is just how does a recent birthday 22 year old guy show up on Woodstock and end up playing with legendary Jimi Hendrix? Well, uh, here's, here's what people don't understand. We were two young guys growing up together, okay? He was from Seattle. I'm from New York. He comes to New York. We're always hanging out. And, uh, you know, I meet him at a place called Steve Paulsine. I'm sitting in with Rick Derringer and Jeff Beck and a bunch of guys. Wow. And we're kicking it. So, you know, we were jamming. I, let the, I left the jam, went back to my seat with my, with my people. Sitting behind me was Jimmy. He tapped me on my shoulder and said, hey, man, you sounded great. You want to come up when I'm playing? I said, sure, let's do it. And we did, and it went great. We sang it, we did it for two songs. We went back, hey, everything's great, groovy, groovy, dude, you know, all that stuff from back in the day. And then we went to his studio and we recorded for 10 hours. And at the end, I said, well, what do you got in mind, buddy? And he said, uh, I'm looking to do something different, and I'm going to expand the band, and I'm going to get rid of the experience, and I'm going to do blah, 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 and it's going to be basically a fusion band. That's what we were putting together. And... Wow. Um, so I introduced him to a lot of Latin styles and different styles that he wasn't really familiar with. And then Juma came later and he took, you know, we went down to the village uh, for the Aborigine Music Society and different things throughout New York. Sunra, I took him to meet a guy named Sunra, Rosan, Roland Kirk, all these guys that he wasn't really, he, he heard about or wanted to meet. And I had access to all the clubs and the nightlife in New York. So we hung out big time, chased girls together, and, you know, I push him out of the way. He pushes me out of the way. It's basically two young guys growing up together. So obviously he was an incredible musician. As far as his musicianship, he was a very mature and advanced spirit, obviously. He was way ahead of his age group or uh, understanding of a lot of things. His ability to use sound and control sound with a very minimal amount of uh, – technology behind them just showed creativity in a lot of different areas, which he had. And you don't realize that when you're hanging out with someone and you're doing something until later on, as people say, wow, he was great. And you did this. Yeah. And you go, Oh, I guess it was, I guess it was a fantastic thing. You know, like to be in Woodstock for me and playing with Jimmy, that was great stuff. But you know, I'm original guy, Aspire Gyra with the best selling contemporary jazz fusion band of all time. And I'm more, <laughs> For me, that's more important than Jimmy because that was my statement. And Jimmy, you know, made his statement. I was a part of it. We were trying to do something new and exciting. And he passed away. So, you know, time marches on. 
And here I am wrapping up my career 50 years later, 51 years later for meeting Jimmy. And, you know, Woodstock was my first professional gig. It was my birthday, August 15th, started on August 15th. And we just partied, man. We had a lot of fun and we lived up in the house. I'm writing a new book now called Jimmy and Jerry, Three Days in a Lifetime. Basically what we were like hanging out, hanging up in the house and listening to records and playing with records and, you know, all the stuff that we that's all going to be in the book and what we did when we rode horses together, had dreams together. And we were two guys, you know, I'm a Latino from the Bronx. He's a, you know, a black guy from Seattle. I was always the first Latino in every neighborhood I ever moved into. So I got the ass kickings <laughs> and I kicked ass. So, you know, and that's the New York state of mind. He did not have that. Jimmy was a sweetheart of a guy. He didn't have that kind of hostility in him at all. So, you know, he was a Sagittarian. What I mean to say by that, if you know anything about astrology, he, that's what he was. He was an observer. And, and then he would commit his thoughts and ideas as a commitment to the subject matter. I'm a Leo and I was always the guy in front. Hey, let's party, ladies. You want to meet my friend? Let's do this. Let's go out. Jimmy, you're coming to town. Good. I'll put a bunch of things together. That's how our roles were. At the time, Buddy Miles was hanging out. We we're, you know, we we're all of us hanging out. Uh, oh, God. I, you know, um, you know, all those guys from back then, uh, ton, tons of guys would always come. They'd come up to the house, Eric Clapton, Buzzy Feet, and all these guys to see what Jimmy was doing and how he approached the guitar. You know, we're both left-handed, so we had all this left-handed jokes going on and, you know, how the world is built for right-handed people and not lefties and, you know, how we, you know, we have to adapt differently. Lefties have to adapt differently to everything because everything is set up for right-handed people. That's another reason why he felt, acted, and was different. Because he had, uh, not only did he play guitar upside down, by the way, he could play right-handed too. He played upside down and had, you know, and that was his thing. He flipped the guitar around and did his thing. And it allowed him because of his long extended fingers. The guy had big fingers, I'm telling you, big hands. And that's why he could play leads and rhythms at the same time and, and hit a little bass. He's throwing the little bass notes on top of it to give it those accents. That's the kind of guy he was. That's the kind of buddy he you know, was to me. He showed me a lot. That's for sure, man. I wish I could have played with him years later. I look at myself at Woodstock and say, man, that kid that I played with Jimmy at the time, man, I wish I could play with him. But like I said, he was very mature for a child. You know, he was 27. He was 24 at the time. I was 20, 21, going on 22. So, you know. Yeah, yeah we were. That's the thing. I, I moved over from the West Coast. West Coast were laid back. It's not, you're not as high strung. It's like the East coast. It was just, that was one thing. I had some friends from New York and it was like, it was completely opposite. Everything was just like, you know, Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm, I'm I'm sick. I got to go to the hospital. And you're like, dude, it's a cold. Just calm down. It's, it's a cold. And that was the West coast, East coast. So I can see that, you know, how it just, you would have just that, but that's what also works so well. When you have that partnership, you have both that just kind of play off each other. It's just, it, so that's really cool. Yeah. And also, I, you know, I was fortunate as a child to go to California a lot. As a kid, I had family in California. <clears throat> My family lived in Beverly Hills for 40, almost 50 years. And I have other family down by Capistrano and stuff. So my parents would ship me off in the summer to California, Beach Boys, Jan and Dean, you know, uh, uh, um, Oh God, all those great bands, all the California sound. You, you ever hear of a guy named Greg Ladani? 
Greg Ladani, amazing engineer producer. He did Running on Empty for Jackson Brown. He did produce the Eagles, Toto, Africa, all those great. That's the California sound, man. Those are my buddies. Incredible guy. He passed away, unfortunately. He fell off the stage in Greece and cracked his head, and they never got him uh. to the hospital in time. Greg Ladani, he produced so much of that later California sound into the 70s and 80s, but I would go there in the 60s, 64. 63, 62, I was going to uh, to uh, California, you know, so I heard all that, you know, the Ventures, man, I love the Ventures, man, the guitar that the Ventures played and all that, that was very cool, the surf music, they were the godfathers of that, and then the other bands kind of picked up off that on the California sound, I brought the first uh, skateboard to my neighborhood, I knew how to walk the rail, hang 10, uh, do a coffin. You know, I had like four or five tricks that I brought from California to New York. And everyone was like, wow, look at this. This is amazing. So anyway. So gentlemen, who am I speaking to? Which are the three beards? Are the three beards on the top? Yep. Three beards on the top. Yep. And then Mark. And I'm I'm, I'm next to you. Yeah. Well, I couldn't compare. Guys, I'm a Puerto Rican hairless. (laughs) You know, <laughs> that would be my breed. You know what I mean? Well, I, my I, guy, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hairless up here. I'm, under his arms, yeah, you know I'm hairless up here. It doesn't grow up here. It grows down here. So I'm well, you know what they say that bald guys are more virile. That's what they. That's what they uh, say. You know. So I'll give that. <laughs> I'll give that to you guys. Come on now. You know, take it. <laughs> yeah, it's now it's you know the sun's adding the gray to it. You know, and starting to turn a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's don't let him blame it on the sun. It's old age, not sun. Yeah, that's, that's that is true. No, I, I was that was one of the things you brought it up too. And I wanted to thank it's you know because a lot of people do focus on the Jimi Hendrix side, but you had an amazing career with Spyrogyro. I mean, you I think you were on eight albums if I if I'm not mistaken. I did the first nine uh, al- uh, first ten albums. Uh, okay. first nine to ten years. I'm an original guy. We started in Buffalo, New York. And then after that, I worked with Joan Baez for four or five years. You know, we traveled the world together. She's an amazing, amazing artist and woman and an activist. You know, we went to Bosnia, Herzegovina. And we, you know, you went into action with Joan. She was that type of individual. Wow. Uh, you know, I worked with uh, Di- Amir Diodato, you know, who produced uh, a, a Space Odyssey 2001. Frank Sinatra, Carlos Jobim, he's the music laureate of Brazil. I work with him still to this day. And uh, Nile Rogers and Sheik, I did all the stuff with him, with Bowie and, and Jagger and, you know, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, and up till about uh, eight years ago when I moved to Hawaii and then I worked with Mick Fleetwood and all the guys out in Hawaii, uh, my wife got ill and then she got better. And now I'm back on the East Coast. So that's kind of, and I play with, get a lot of sessions and, you know, stuff, Beyonce and, you know, I worked with a lot of the younger artists and I was a musical director for, uh, and I had my own event company for the New York Stock Exchange, the Mercantile Exchange, HBO, Comedy Central, Security Traders Association, Bank Paribus, Credit Suisse. I did all their big events and I was the artistic director for all that. My partners got the job. They were pit bulls in, at Wall Street. And we went where the money was, and we produced. I produced yep. all the big shows for them, up until, uh, well, I still, I still was doing uh, Make a Wish and uh, those types of events. Why? Because the music industry changed so much, it turned a corner, and you know, I was re- extremely relevant. Our music was relevant. When it turns a corner like that, you get a feeling like, wow, I'm irrelevant right now. 
The first time I felt irrelevant with our, my band Sparagyro, well, it wasn't just my band, I shouldn't say that, our band, um, we were in an elevator. And remember Muzak would play in the elevator, right? It was a, yep. it was a system called Muzak. It was in all the stores and all that. So we were on Muzak and the guy said, wow, look at this man, I got a song on Muzak. And I said, we're done. We're irrelevant. Yep. We're mainstream. We are freaking pablum. You know, yeah. <laughs> we're oatmeal uh, guys. We lost our edge. You know, we might as we we might have to have prunes in our diet now. We're over the hill. The guys laughed at me, and I said, "Watch!" And that's what happened. Music changed, and you know, you gotta keep moving along. Now the internet is extremely relevant, so I'm doing a lot of things in that area too. But you guys have any? Oh, you have Hawaii behind you. Hold it. Did you go to the University of Hawaii? Um, I actually my the story behind that my. I grew up, I was born and raised in Oregon. My friend was a huge fan of University of Hawaii and he converted me over to fan. So I've actually been a follower of theirs since 2004. Cool, I, man. I actually, That's so, great. Yeah, I lived there from 2010 to 17. Oh, 16, yeah. the end of 16, almost 17. Yep. So I've got, if I turn the camera around, I've got a whole wall of Hawaii um, warrior memorabilia. From oh, right, brother, you're part of the Ohana, Ohana's yep. family. Yep. Ohana, yeah, yep. It's part a, of the it's, Ohana. Yeah, so that was, uh, we even went to a game where Oregon State played against Hawaii. Oh, Oregon there, State, so. man, that's bad. That's a tough school, man. Woo! Yeah, so and that we was. Had tell them, uh, tell them, we had a couple of QBs uh, from Hawaii going over there. I know, know? I know. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, great stuff. It's, it's sad. <laughs> uh, well, what are you going to do? Hey, you guys yeah. have any questions you may want to ask me? Since oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, I want you to, to yeah, I in. want you to, I want you to brag about. There's two things for the people that can't see, but there's two things that are currently behind Mr. Gerardo there on the wall that are very fancy awards. There's a nice yeah. gold record and a platinum record sitting there behind the man. Yes, and 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 above that are my seven Grammy nominations. Spiragyre, yep. we have fourteen. We never won one. We haven't won one yet, uh, but that's okay. Uh, you know, we're in the we're in the game, as they say, right? Yep. And you know, really, uh, we how do you say that? You know, we were like the upstart kids from college. We were all college students in Buffalo, New York, at the university. Well, I wasn't at the University of Buffalo. I was at another school, smaller school, Damon College, and uh, Buffs. And but the University of Buffalo had a the University of Buffalo Jazz Ensemble. And they gave this all of our students 150 bucks a week, which is huge money in 1975, oh, yeah. bro, in college. You know, 150 bucks. We were we were big guys. So that's how we started the band. We were all college students. The name Spirogyra was is a biological. It's the first single cell organism to reproduce sexually. It's, it's a Spirogyra. It's basically the green slime that collects in the corner of swimming pools. So that's, that's how we got. That's how we got that name. Uh, my the saxophone player heard it in biology class, and we were we were filling this place called Jack Daniels, and the guy says we got to put a name out there. So we said, hey, he said, call us Spirogyra, and that's how we got our name. And that's we cool. went and we sold thirty five hundred records on our own because we we were rejected by sixteen record labels. So we said the hell with it. So Richie and and uh, Jay. The two guys who were uh, the you know, who really put it all together, Jeremy and Jay, they uh, we, um, acquired a studio for a year, and we're doing jingles, commercials. We did Rick James. We did all the horn stuff for Rick James and different stuff 
a lot of ours. Rick James was from Buffalo as well. So at the same time that we were all, you know, doing our thing. So in the night we were doing our own project, which turned out to be the Spyrogyra project because we were, we, we were turned down by 16 record labels. We uh, borrowed money and pressed 10,000 records. And at, in wow. Buffalo, New York, at that, and still, there's one radio station. Uh, I forget the the, the uh, acronym for it, but it's uh, in Buffalo, and it's one of the, it was at that time one of the five major posting radio stations in the country for radio. They had Western New York, Cleveland. That whole area was very healthy in the 50s and 60s, the 70s. It started to really deteriorate into the into the 80s and become a rust belt. But prior to that, you know, there was the, all the kids would come from across the border from Canada into Buffalo because, you know, the states we were eight, our drinking age was 18 and Canada was 21. New York was 18. So everybody came to New York at that time to drink and party. And we had tons of places to play. So we were always busy. It was, there were more bars, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, there were more bars per capita in Buffalo than any other place in the world at that time. So we sold, so there was a record store called the Record Theater. Record Theater was the largest record retail store, according to Guinness Book of World Records again. This guy, Lenny Silver, owned it and was the one stop for regional and retail stores to buy records. Okay, wow. so he had, he had the retail stores, he had distribution, and now he was gathering artists. He had Johnny Guitar Watson. If you remember Johnny Guitar Watson, we're going to tell him today, we're going to find a new job. Anyway, he was great. So he was on the label and we were on the label called Amherst because once we sold in his stores 10,000 records, he said, I might as well sign these guys to me and see what kind of deal I could get for them. So because he owned warehouses and had distribution to the one stops where all these guys would come and the called one stops would come in and buy records from him as a distri distributor, go back to their retail stores, sell them and so on and so forth. That was the process and you know, of, of selling records back in the day. And um, so Lenny, what he did was he went to MCA and they were just starting Infinity Records with Ron Alexenberg. They gave him $15 million to start this new super venture. $15 million is like giving somebody, you know, $300 million today or something, you know, to start a new venture, a new record company. So Lenny, uh, so he got us signed. And what he did, he said, listen, what happens is this, let me back up. To get your record played on the radio, you need to sell a certain amount of copies to get the promotional people to go out to actually promote your record. So what Lenny did, he bought 25,000 of our records and put it in his warehouse, which made the promotional uh, uh, division have to kick in and support the money that was being brought in to support the money they gave us. So then he bought another 25,000 and put it in the warehouse as well. So we had, ah. so it, that really kicked in infinity. And here's about positioning and timing. This guy had put together the best promotional staff ever. This is a guy, uh, Ron Alexenberg, Wizkid. He brought uh, the Jacksons and Michael Jackson to, to CBS from Motown. He did incredible things. Well, Bruce Springsteen, I mean, on, he's done a lot of different things, Ron Alexenberg. So Ron, 
signed us, put together this incredible promotion team, and the only product that they had at the time was us and Rupert Holmes. And then they started to sign all these bands, New England and blah, blah, blah. blah. They were signing bands, giving away 100,000, 200,000 deals like, like sausage. Like, you want, you want a snack? You want a cheeseburger? And you want a record deal? Here you go. That's wow. what it was like with this company at the time. They were trying to accumulate people and then put people on shelves just so they would stop them from competing with their own acts. That's what a lot of record companies do. And that's why you have to be very careful with your career, especially back then when you were dealing with the five major labels. So that's how Spira Gyra became popular. And also our artwork. I don't know if you've seen any of our artwork, mm -hmm. but I will show you some of it. Gentlemen, hold on a second. Now, He's Forgive got pants me. on. That's good. Can you see these? this award right here, these two pictures? Mm-hmm. Can you see them? Yep. That's, That's awesome. Awesome. Yep. Dance. Do you see that artwork? Yeah. Do you see this artwork right here? Yep. That's that's this the beauty the of records. This is artwork that they would put at the opening of any retail store. People would run to our artwork and go, wow, is that beautiful? And they would buy it. And we sold a lot of art, uh -oh, uh, records. Based on on our artwork, our three records, our three first records is a trilogy of artwork. I'll show you some other cool pictures. This is my sister, Martha Velez with Bob Marley. Bob Marley produced my sister's third album called Escape from Babylon. And it's Bob Marley's only non-Jamaican production is Martha Velez. Wow. Okay. That's cool. This is the book I'm in. Uh, that I wrote the forward about Jimmy, and it's a photo album. That's me when I worked with Elton John. <laughs> this is me when I was with George Benson, Herbie Hancock, and Andrew Young when he was the mayor of Atlanta, and we did a lot of civil rights uh, concerts and shows and supported the movement, of course. This is obviously a picture of Jimmy, myself, now, everyone thinks Jimmy was giving the audience the finger. Can you see his finger, gentlemen? Mm -hmm. He was not. He had a pick in his hand. I gave the peace sign, and he put his hand up like that. If you're giving someone the finger, you turn your hand around, don't you? Yep. Yeah. So people say, oh, Jimmy was giving the audience the finger. I said, no, he wasn't. He was loving. Look at the smile on that man's face. You think he was giving the audience the finger? No way. <laughs> Anyway, guys, this is my uh, my office of stuff. Wow, that's See? amazing history. Yeah, and uh, you know, I feel very fortunate. I'm going to move the camera, turn it around a little bit so you could see this over here. And this is like you know my little uh, sanctuary to spirituality of all over the world because it's all beautiful when it's meant the right way, of course. And then I have all you know. I have a room back here with other gold. You know, I have other accolades that I can't put up over here. And it's not so much about that, guys. It's about the next phase of my life, which is right now. <laughs> Sorry about this. No, no, you're good. Lack of camera skills here. Okay. So that was a little journey asking about certain things there that, uh, you know, the awards and different things that I've done in the past. This thing is not. Well, the, the, um, okay. 
Bob so, Marley. That being said, that's part of the journey that uh, I've been on. And um, yeah, so, um, but you know, every, everything has always gone back to Jimmy. Jimmy, you know, like people always come backstage, hey man, you sounded great tonight. Dude, what was it like playing with Jimmy, man? You got anything to share with me? And of course I always do because, you know, it's always paying forward, right? And yep. uh, it's, uh, it's been like, um, uh, I don't want to say a blessing and a curse because it's all a blessing. But, you know, when you have your own, you put your own thing and, and you get involved and people say, well, what was that guy like? He was great. He was great. So, and, you know, poor, poor Butterfield, he's another, uh, you know, giant uh, passed away that I worked with him back then. And so many, so many people have passed away. Luther Vandross, you know, and all the guys from that whole R&B scene that I was in with, you know, with Nile Rogers. We did so many wonderful records and tracks in there. So, you know, I've had a really blessed career, I got to say. So, um, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the your Bob Marley. Any questions? Yeah, the, your your Bob Marley uh, story sounds fascinating. Uh, he he was. Uh, I I I could see where your little altar to all the uh, face of the world could. You know, is appropriate with so many of the people you dealt with. You don't know if it's appropriate? It is no. appropriate. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. That's the whole thing. We're all spiritual yeah. in the sense that, you know, vi we're all vibrational energy. And our vibrational energy, uh, you know, comes through with, with through our music. And music is that is that physical expression that we all share at a concert when we feel those low end frequencies all those high end frequencies we you know music makes us cry it motivates us in so many ways yeah like with my sister meeting with bob marley you know right. that was yeah. an incredible experience unfortunately i couldn't be there with her she said hey, you got to come out I, I was too busy doing my other stuff unfortunately i thought someday we'd be able to get together and uh, it was called escape from babylon it was his only non-jamaican production and uh, I think it's a very, you know, it was a very cool album. They didn't promote it well here because back then there was only black promotion or white promotion. There was no, you know, there was no like place to put us. We only have Latin names, but we're Americans. We were born and raised here, you know. I mean, I speak Latin, Spanish fluently because I was raised in both cultures. But I'm an I'm an American Latino. I'm not Latino American. That's a, that's I, I like to clarify that with people because you know. Like I said, I was always the first Latino in every neighborhood to establish what's happening right now in the in the fifties and sixties is when you know I was in the Young Lords, Egyptian Crowns. You know, we took care of business with the Panthers. You know, we did we stood up, and um, you know, the now the way the world is right now, the way it's uh, wobbling on its axis, uh, and you know what the what it, what it's causing. It's it's a very unique time. I was just driving, noticing retail. I mean, retail is abandoned. It's truly abandoned. They're going to have to break up Amazon as a monopoly and break that system in. That's going to happen to all that retail space. You know, uh, so a lot of paradigm shifts are happening in the universe. Yeah. I don't want to get too heavy, but that's, that's, oh, no. No, I that's see. I mean, to answer your question about the spirituality. Yeah, man. You know, you, the, the earth is not a you know, part of us. We're part of the earth, you know? We're just going to go Probably. back to that. No matter what men have said about religion or this, that, or God, or all these other things, we're going to 
go back to the dirt. That we know for sure. Uh, um, that we know for sure. So I, I, I let everyone believe what they want and be happy, hopefully. That's really it. Hi, April. Well, I, yeah, there's, uh, you know, uh, Bob Marley's song, One Love. I, uh, maybe everyone could uh, actually uh, listen to that and improve conditions for everyone. Oh, he was, he was another one who was way ahead of his time. Listen yep. to some of his lyrics. See how deep that man was. When, when they yeah. asked him questions and try to put him on the spot, he knew how to say, you're not going to take me there. You're not going to take me into, you know, like the master's direction, so to speak. I believe in my people. I believe in the gifts of the earth. And no matter what goes on around me, I want other people to believe that as well as one love, one heart, you know, mm-hmm. and stay together and be someone, you know. Okay. So that was the beauty of Bob Marley. You know, I work uh, with Junior and Marvin and a bunch of the I don't, I don't work. I shouldn't say that. Uh, we plan on doing something. We've never worked together with, I, with some of the whalers and stuff. So a friend of mine is putting together this interesting eclectic band that uh, I'll let you guys know. So you guys, uh, the beards can be involved, you know, can check it out. Awesome. Yeah, that would be, that'd be fantastic. To do that. Yeah. No, I, I, have, a, I have a band right now with a, a guy named Reggie Hendricks. He's Jimmy's second cousin. Right now he's doing some tracks on his own. I'm going to be a special guest. We, in 2019, we, we toured together as Hendrix by Hendrix. Um, and uh, Reggie is Jimmy's second cousin. He plays excellent guitar, he sings really well. Of course, he has his own style. He's more of a shredder than, than you know, no one plays Jimmy's style. You know, right now we're in the process of, uh, you know, the guy, David, who designed, you see, Jimmy's amps, those are just Marshall cabinets, guys. Those aren't real Marshalls. He took all the gut. They took all the guts out of it. David took all the guts out of that with Jimmy, and they souped it up. You know, it was like a sports car. It was like a souped-up car. That's why he got his unique sound. And Roger Mayer, who created the wah-wah pedal and the fuzz tone and all that, I'm still in the world, going to do something together at the next NAMM show. We were going to do it in 2020 because we just finished 2019, which was the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. Bam, we're going to go to the NAMM show and kick this up. So anyway, we're going to do it in 2022. And um, so we're going to use a lot of that technology of amps and things. Now, you got to understand Hendrix Foundation. The foundation is not Janie Hendrix and Experience Hendrix. That's Janie Hendrix. We are the Jim. We have some build houses that we're developing now um, that we by HUD, and we're going to be uh, developing, fixing these houses up. They're all over the country, and 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 putting families in there, some veteran families in there. Uh, uh, you know, we're helping in, in different programs that we see fit that we can uh, um, assist uh, in many ways, either by getting them more exposure, getting them funding. That's uh, another thing that Jimi Hendrix Foundation is working on. Um, and then right now, the, the federal government just gave $9 billion for majority-minority communities 
and uh, I'm on a board of a of a um, a new organization called Earn It. It was put together by Trey Penny, a uh, police officer from Houston who grew up in the hood, black gentleman who grew up in the hood, and uh, went on to you know he ran for Congress. He didn't win, but our point is with Earn It. It's called Earn It, uh, economic. Uh, I forget what it's called right now. Economic Reward Network. Yeah. Uh, economic Reward and Academic Network. So that's Earn It and um, in training. And what that what that is allowing us to do is we're getting money from private from from the private sector and uh, the government to distribute to organizations that need funding in majority minority districts in our country there are 121 mi uh, which are called majority minority districts we're doing something with cannabis where we're going to develop and get certification for young people to learn how to how to use and and uh, cultivate and for medicinal purpose and for recreational purposes be part of the be part of the cannabis industry and it in sales and distribution and get certification. So we have people that are already starting these programs um, to bring it back into the inner cities, to bring it back to uh, these minority districts. Uh, you know, I used to do that as a kid. I did fundraisers for uh, voter registration drives in Latino neighborhoods in the 60s. So, you know, I've always been doing, you know, Upward Bound, which is a program that I was heavily involved in too. I taught you know, help kids get into high school, uh, get their high school diplomas, you know, having trouble, trouble kids, you know, that, that needed a smack in the head and someone that they could deal with, that they could respect, which I hopefully I brought to the table to some of those kids, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, I'm losing. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. I wasn't, so, I wasn't going to stop know, you to tell you to move the phone. This is, my, <laughs> this is my life right now, doing that stuff. And we're about to, if you have a chance, check out Reggie Hendricks. And what he's doing, they got a brand new, uh, they're redoing some of the songs that he did. And like I said, I'm going to be a special guest. We're going to be touring again. You know, um, um, there's some tours lined up for the fall. We'll see if that, that actually manifests. You know what I mean, guys? So mm -hmm. oh, yeah. fingers crossed that we start to see a lot of live music. Where are you guys based out of? Central Florida. So I'm, near the, I'm near the Pittsburgh area. Oh, okay. And, and we're all Central Florida, right outside of Winter Garden or area near near Orlando. Okay, I'm in South. Hi, neighbor. Yep. So you're here. Yep. You're not. Yeah, I mean, yep. I'm living in Sarasota now. Seriously? Yep. We've we've all got our um, we got our salt life hats on. Yeah, it's okay. I've yeah, yeah, you know, really, man, the weather, you can't beat the weather, man. You can't be living down here. You're going to be doing some stuff locally here with some of the great musicians, you know. Once Florida opens up, there's a lot going on here. You know, we did last year, we did, uh, well, not 2020, 2019, uh, with Hendrix by Hendrix. We headlined down here for something called Give Hunger the Blues, which is part of the food bank, you know, and nice. all that. So we put that all together. And that was a lot of fun. So I'm getting to, you know, getting to the Florida community the best I can. Hopefully play at the Van Weasel. I have something I'm putting together to perform at the Van Weasel, which is a really nice venue down here. So I, I, um, yeah, a, a number of uh, viewers are posting, hey, you know, I, I live here and, uh, you know, we need concerts back. Uh, 
people are eager to see live music. Ho- hopefully, you can hit hit all the all across the country with this tour with Reggie Hendrix. Right, pe- people are posting they want to they want to see ch- shows. You. Well, you tell you tell your listeners that thank you very much. Uh, you know, you can go to GerardoVelez.com. Things will be posted on there or visit me on Facebook at Gerardo Velez, Gerardo Velez Music, um, you know, on, on Facebook, Instagram. You know, I'm on all forms of social media. Um, reason being that I have a, with my partners, excuse me, guys. Yeah, there you go. That platform, that, fa- that you see right there is my company. It- even had an offer for a, a backup singer. It's called your. I got an offer for a backup singer. Okay, is that April Redford? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you can come here because I, you know, what I love to do is grab people from the audience. Tell April I like to grab people from the audience, April, and bring them up and dance and have fun. I mean, we did that with Sheik, with Nile Rogers when it, you know, we got to, you know, um, you know, whatever we did, our encore, you know, uh, you know, we are family. <laughs> you know, we did all the anthems, you know, good times and all that, you know, ah, freak out. We did all, all those great hits, man. And then we, you know, Nile just, he produced uh, Daft Punk, Get Lucky with uh, Pharrell Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's. Yeah, so, you know, he stays extremely current. He's, he's a curator of music now at Abbey Road in London. He's wow. uh, heading up the Songwriters Hall of Fame. You know, Nas my brother for a long time. He's back on top, and he deserves it. I was in the band for 15 years um, when he reformed it in 95, I think we did it, 95. And I left, uh, 95, wow. Yeah, I left in... Um, 2010. So yeah, 15 years. Wow. So uh, that was uh, that, but it was a lot of fun because with Niall, we, you know, we would do a lot of rock guys and that's it. Niall Rogers is a very interesting character because you can listen to all the David Bowie's biggest let's dance. That was his biggest hit. And I'll produce that. It's his signature guitar that you hear on all these different tracks. That's the Niall Rogers signature sound that's on probably worth on three billion dollars worth of music you know it's ridiculous wow. how much he's been sampled like he's the, the most sampled guy and diodato the other guy that i worked with is another super sampled guy you know over the years so these guys are very they're very prolific i've had the pleasure of you know calling them my brothers and you know working with them and sharing our hopes and dreams over all these years you know um spiral was more like you know i was like the main guy in that I was a the uh, I say it uh, I was the performer I was the visual aspect in Spyro if you look at the, the early stuff from Spyro and of course that you know that was my contribution as well as some some music and so on so you know in everything that I did I contributed certain things whether it was it was always fun you know I've had a I've had a blessed career but it's you know like I said it, it's not over it, it's over when you know I, it's over when it's over, as they say. So, you know, I train every day. I stay in great shape. Uh, you know, I'm in the gym every other day. 
You know, I've been doing that for 45 years. I stopped doing drugs April 15, 1975. Congratulations. 46 years clean as of this past uh, 15th. So that's a very good milestone. Uh, having a very bad addiction when I was young. So, you know, you learn, you live. You live, you learn. And that's what wisdom is all about, man. Right? Right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Now, I want to, like, one of the things, like, from some of the performances, I want to talk, you are a man that is high energy. I mean, you love your craft. You watch yes, some sir. of those, you watch some of those, and it's just, it's fun to watch, you know, people that, are so passionate about their music like yourself that it only makes you feel happier when you're watching these shows. Cause I'll see ones like you just go, you can see it's like, this isn't something that you have to think about. You feel it in your soul. You know exactly what you're doing when you need to do it. it, it it's really amazing to watch. And like I said, it's people like yourself. It's you're watching true masters at their craft and it is amazing. So very well done. Thank you very much. Did you have Jimmy Blue on? Yes, sir. Yeah, he, right before you. First oh, hour. Oh, yeah. Jimmy's great, man. He, he's the best rep. You know, out of all the Hendrix, don't forget, everyone has come at me with Hendrix stuff. You know, guys, girls, tall, short, uh, uh, Asia. They, I, I met the Asian Jimmy Hendrix, you know. Uh, right. Everywhere I go, there's a, a slinky dude who can play left-handed guitar or something. You know what I mean? And he's he he like you know it's interesting. It's like when you see the Michael Jackson guys that look like you know have the moves that slinky like him, you know they've they've captured a certain essence of that individual. And he certainly has Jimmy Blue man. Uh, you know, but look, there's a lot of guys to do it. There's Randy Hansen. He does a great job. But you know, no offense, man. I hope this doesn't sound racist, but he's a white guy doing Jimmy. It's like the Beach Boys. If the Beach Boys, if they had a black guy doing the Beach Boys, that just wouldn't be right, man. So when Jimmy Blue does it and he looks like Jimmy and he can do, you know, the moves well and, and they take a lot of attention to detail with, um, you know, with the equipment and with mm -hmm. the guitars and, you know, Michael Bacheski, he just, he's, he's, they're great. That's why they are the recreation company. That's why. You know, unfortunately, things have halted right now. But, you know, it's cheaper to see the recreation for 30 bucks than, you know, of like, say, uh, the, uh, 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 you know, Bono, uh, a Maple Leaf Bono. And people close your eyes and you swear you're at a U2 concert, right? But you're paying yep. 30 bucks, not 300 bucks. Who You know, you're never going to see Bono. So that's had made cover bands, and especially tribute bands and really good ones that do recreation like what they do they really recreate the the uh monterey show really recreate i forget which other one and of course the woodstock show they have a guy that dresses like me and looks like me and congas like i had i mean attention to detail and to me that's show business that's what this is all about and when i told the guys in in that band i said you can't look at yourselves anymore as just musicians you're actors as well take yep. on the persona of theater as well as music you know, broaden your horizons. Don't think you're, oh, man, I hate doing this, man. This is a cop out, man. Take it with like, hey, man, I'm going to do the best impression of Billy Cox than I can with this, you know, and so on. And and that's what I try to instill with all these bands, these tribute bands that, you know, from the Hendrix tribute bands to all the other ones that 
have come about. The Santana bands that are always calling me and asking me to sit in and this, that, and the other. And I, you know, I love to do it because I want to help people. I encourage people to encourage people, right? So they're encouraging their listening, their listeners and their people to listen to what we did back in the day. Kudos, man. I'm in. I'm in. Consider me in. I will help to be, you know, with any of that stuff. So, That's and cool. I have, you know, yeah. Well, hey, as we're wrapping it up here, we're getting close on time. But All right, guys. Yeah. Gerardo, I I truly honored to have been able to meet you, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much for being willing to come on the show. That's it's my honor. pleasure, guys. Thank you. And keep keep doing what you're doing and sharing all the information you're sharing uh, to the beers. Mark, as well, thank you guys very much. Uh, like I said, you know, keep it up. GerardoVelez.com. You, you guys know when, I, when, the, um, sorry, when my book is done, Mark's going to review it and we'll all have some fun. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Dark secrets. I call it the guarded secrets of Jimi Hendrix. Nice. And and so many uh, of the viewers have been. I, I I think they've been touched on a much more deeper level than I thought that you and Jimmy uh, Blue. Uh, you know, would would have. Uh, you know, uh, gotten to that, uh, you, you know, you just presented some information that just really uh, captivated the listeners. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, that's why I like to, you guys probably know better than me. And so many other people know better than me because they've taken the time to understand the history, the discography, the biography of what was done and you know and and presented in such a way that honors us so for me i don't remember all the dates or anything but i can tell you all the little things that we did together that's all i can share that other people can and uh you know uh, uh, you touched people uh people's hearts tonight well thank you absolutely wonderful people here does it make sure everybody goes to gerardovelez.com and keep up to date with everything he's doing show show him some support as well gerardo wants it have a great have a great night i'm not going to say you know i hope the weather is great because we know it's great it's florida you know <laughs> what do we say yeah so thank you sir have have a no, great man, evening yeah, you too buddy hey if you're in orlando stay in touch man we'll hook up sometime all right sounds good awesome maybe we'll get you, you out there surf fishing guys. with us yeah <laughs> that's awesome all right Thank you, all your listeners, as well. I know. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. yeah th thanks, G. Why have you come back? All right, everybody. Nanny Cakes. Nancy Burt, go to Nanny Cakes 407 on Facebook or give her a call in the Central Florida area, 407-923-2898. And mention us, and you're going to save 15% off that order. Threebeardspodcast.com is the site. Social medias are our game, we think. And... <laughs> Patreon. If you'd love to support us, we are on Patreon. We're looking to we have openings for beardos as we speak. So you go there to <laughs> forward slash three beers podcast, become a beardo along with us. Everybody, you know, YouTube, like I said, the rest of the socials, TikTok, we're, we're all on there. Uh, we are rebroadcast starting at 10 p.m. on Thursday nights on Patriot Radio, 
get, download the Zeno app, courtesy of J&J Beard Company. Go to jjbeardco.com. Thank them for being willing to do that for us. That is very nice. Everybody, appreciate you watching. I'm glad everybody enjoyed the show. Amazing two shows. Jimmy Blue, the first one, and then this one with Gerardo Velez. Fantastic guy. I mean, it, this show actually was really cool how we had the two things. We had Meet the Beards, and then we got to have a great – it's like we had two shows in one. So we'll have to make sure we figure that out. Everybody, Mark, thank you for all your efforts, all your stuff for putting this together. Can't, couldn't have done it without you, sir. Oh, well, uh, Gwen got the ball rolling on the yep. connections. But Holly, yeah, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. April Chastity, you know, you said you're there. Watch, you know, Harolyn, thank you for all the comments. That was amazing. Julianne, thank you as well for all the comments. Everybody watching, thank you. Have a great night. We will see you next Wednesday where we'll have John Iden from the Yardbirds and Susan Messino, rock and roll reporter extraordinaire with exclude. She she knows ACDC forward and backwards. She knows that band like crazy. She is she's very amazing. Yep. So that's going to be an amazing show. So it's, tune in next week for those. Everybody, thank you very much. Good night.